Welcome to the Tandem Talk Show, where we help women dial in their nutrition and fitness so that they can lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. And now your host from Tandem Nutrition, Coach G. Yo, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Tandem Talk Show, the number one podcast for women wanting to lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives in a healthy and sustainable way. Today, we're going to be talking all about the most underrated form of cardio that you're likely overlooking, okay? The most underrated form of cardio you're likely overlooking. Uh, today's podcast, I do want to go over a few simple cardio facts. There, is, there are so many myths present right now about cardio and what's best and what's not. And so today, before we dive into today's episode, I do want to cover a few of these. And let me know in the comments if you've ever heard any of these cardio myths. The first myth is that fasted cardio is better or more effective than non-fasted cardio, okay? Fasted cardio is better or more effective than non-fasted cardio. So as you know, this is not true. You do not burn more body fat and lose more weight by doing cardio in a fasted state. In fact, st some studies show that you actually burn more calories after eating a meal when you do cardio. And that's because you have the energy in your body to perform at a higher intensity, and to give a better performance than, than you otherwise would if you just woke up and went to the gym. You'd probably be more tired and not have as much energy, energy to give as high of a, of a performance. Number two, cardio is what you should focus on most when you're trying to lose a body weight. Again, that is false. What you should focus on most if your goal is fat loss is staying in a protein-focused calorie deficit, Okay. Cardio has its place, but what's most important for fat loss is maintaining a protein-focused calorie deficit. Number three, HIT is always a better option than low-intensity cardio for fat loss. Okay, That is not true either. And in today's episode, we'll go over a few reasons why HIT is not always a better choice compared to low-intensity cardio. Lastly, the more cardio you do, the more fat and weight you'll lose. Okay, again, that is false. And that and focusing on cardio is especially doing too much cardio can be a big mistake towards your fat loss efforts, especially if it's done at a high intensity. Cardio at a high intensity can cause a lot of stress. Okay, a lot of stress. It can increase cortisol levels, and dieting itself is a stressor. Dieting itself is a, is a stressor. And if you're weight training as well, if your job is tough. If you know, life in general is going chaotic, then that just further adds to that stress, which could impede your fat loss efforts. We know that cardio, like for example, going to the gym and spending you know, 35 or 45 minutes on the elliptical um, can be hard to be consistent with, not to mention super boring. And here at Tandem, we want to help you focus on healthy and sustainable, not to mention enjoyable habits for long-term fat loss. And for many busy women that we work with, going to the gym to do cardio is not part of their lifestyle and they don't like doing it nor do they have time for it so if you get those three things if they don't like it if you don't have time for it and if you don't want to do it 
then why put in a plan and try to be consistent with it? It doesn't make sense for a long-term strategy. So <clears throat> the and this is our secret strategy we do with all our clients. And what I do for myself personally, especially when I'm dieting down, and this very specific type of cardio, it does not require a gym. Uh, it does not require any type of equipment. And it literally can be done anywhere. Okay, so who can tell me? Does anyone have any guesses on what type of cardio that I'm referring to? I'll tell you, I'll give you a few minutes to think more about what I'm referring to. It doesn't require a gym, it doesn't require any equipment, and it can be done, it can be done literally anytime and anywhere. Drop it in the comments, maybe think out loud if you're driving and listen to our podcast, what you think this type of cardio is. All right, so you probably got it. It is walking, but I want to be very, very specific with this. Not just walking, but being very specific with setting up a step goal. And I'm going to give you a step-by-step guide on how we at Tandem set up step goals for our clients. Okay, I'm going to give you a step-by-step practical guide on how how you can set up step goals um, for yourself, for your own fat loss efforts without having to rely on purposeful cardio. I would say around 65 or 70% of all our clients um, do not do purposeful cardio. We all set step goals with them. And here's why. Here, here are some of the biggest reasons why walking is so beneficial and so healthy. Now, I will mention too, many of these benefits that I'm, I'm about to say you'll get from other types of aerobic exercise. And But there are a few also that are, that are very specific to walking. Okay, so number one, walking, it specifically helps to lower stress levels. Okay, it lowers stress levels. So unlike HIT, unlike weight training, unlike uh, even though weight training is a very positive characteristic and part of a fat loss program, walking helps you lower stress levels. It lowers cortisol levels, which can be very important in helping you boost your mood and lose body fat. Number two, it uses fat as its primary fuel source, okay? Because it's at a low low intensity, you're using fat as your primary fuel source. For example, um, or rather instead, let's say if you're running or you're doing HIT or like an F45 class, still good there, but you're gonna be using glycogen or carbohydrates as your primary fuel source. Walking also improves health and your immune system and reduces your risk of diseases. Okay. In fact, a study of over a thousand men and women found that those who walked at least 20 minutes in a day, at least five days a week, had 43% fewer sick days than those who exercise once a week or less. That is huge. A 43% drop in sick days for those who exercise at this amount. And again, just walking. Lastly, walking is very easy on the joints. I don't, I don't know about you, but when I was, um, when I used to run cold winter months, I would run on a treadmill and my, my joints would beat me up all the time. And it made, it made a lot more inconsistent to be consistent with a, with a cardio plan. And that really made my results suffer. But this last one, this last benefit is most important for the topic today. Okay. It's most important for the topic today. And it is, it helps to control how many calories you burn each day. Okay, so when it comes to fat loss, what's most important is being in a protein-focused calorie deficit. Okay, we have to maintain a calorie deficit. Now, here's a big mistake that many people make. Okay, here's a big mistake many people make. They set for themselves, let's say, a cardio goal. When they start a fat loss phase, they say, hey, you know, each week I'm going to do between maybe four and five, let's say, like 45-minute sessions of cardio at the gym. 
and we can imagine they're going to say, I'm going to do the elliptical or maybe the, the bicycle for that long of time. So here's the issue with that. And this is proven by research as well. Throughout a diet, you know, as we get through the first three to five, six, eight, eight, 10 weeks, we get, um, we get more fatigued. We get, we get, we get more tired and we get less motivated. So not only does the lack of motivation affect our ability to be consistent with going to the gym to complete these exercise sessions, whether it's three sessions a week or five, it doesn't matter. But also what, what research has shown is that people who just focus on doing purposeful cardio, like for example, going to the gym and riding a bicycle or even spending time on the elliptical or the stair climber, that they've noticed and they tracked the total number of calories they burned throughout that day. And they they realized they actually burned fewer calories overall in that specific day. And here's why. When you get deep into a diet, you're tired, you're less motivated, you, you don't want to move around as much. So what what people, what dieters tend to do is they they prepare for their cardio session, right? Um, they know I have to, to put a, a bunch of energy towards the gym here in a few a few minutes or that day. So they layer on the house and they say, hey, you know, I got to do cardio. And so they watch TV. They eventually make it to the gym. They do their cardio grudgingly. And they get back and they're like, hey, I'm done. I did what I needed to do and I'm done. What do they do? They sit back down. Okay, they sit back down. So in the beginning of their diet, their non-exercise activity like walking or fidgeting and just moving around naturally, it was a lot higher. They had more energy. They had more motivation. They weren't as tired. But as the diet continued, they noticed that people, as the diet increased, that their non-exercise activity went down. They burned more calories through daily activities of living, like walking and and fidgeting and things that really adds up. And I will say that when you look at the entire spectrum of how many calories you burn in a day, okay, roughly 10% of those calories are burned through actual exercise, like, like purposeful exercise, whether it be cardio or weightlifting. And 20% of your total daily energy that you burn each day is through non-exercise activity. So Doing the things that you don't realize you're doing, like me, I'm waving my hands, I'm moving around. Like this takes this takes energy, and over time it adds up. If I was dieting down, I'd be talking a lot slower. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be moving around as much. I know this because I've been to a very low body fat level, and it's hard to move. You don't want to move, and you want to do anything but move, and that keeps you from burn, from burning calories. So here's the benefit of setting setting up a step goal. You have a goal every single day that you know what to hit. And that number, once you hit that number, whether it's 8,000 or 10,000 steps or even 5,000 steps, and I'll go over our specific strategy on how we set up step goals for our clients so, so you can too. You know, Once you understand that goal, you're determined to hit that goal. You can do this goal with your family. You can do it as you're walking to your office. I purchased a super cheap like $38 activity tracker on Amazon. It does not have to be a Fitbit or an Apple watch. It could be something very simple, something very cheap. I just use this watch to track steps. It does not have to be accurate either. What, what matters most is you choose one device, you stick with it, and you, you be consistent with the numbers of steps it gives you, okay? Because that's most important. If you're going to use an inconsistent uh, device, 
it's important to be consistent with that, right? So we just want to be able to maintain the number of calories you burn each day because here's what's most important. Whenever we have to make an adjustment to increase our weight loss, let's say your step goal starting out is say 7,000 steps. After six weeks, you hit a plateau. Very simply, you would increase by 1,000 to 1,500 steps, okay? That will help you make another plunge forward to lose even even more body weight and here's our exact strategy are you ready here's what we tell our clients that will help them set their initial step goal okay so their initial step goal so what we have our clients do and not all our clients come to us with an activity tracker on hand we have them get their activity tracker and track for three days track for three days if they currently do not have an activity tracker <clears throat> and so we have them do two weekdays in one weekend day we want to also get a weekend day because we we know that most often people are less active throughout the weekends. So we get a 3D average, and if you already have a step tracker, you can actually get on your account and see what the last few or five days has been, and then get an average. To that average, you want to increase steps to get to your goal by 1,000 to 1,500. Okay, by a thousand to fifteen hundred. So, for example, if the last three days of your step goal or your step count was a thousand, uh, five thousand steps, you you can start your step goal at five thousand to sixty five hundred. I said that backwards. If your step count was five thousand, you can start that at six thousand, so a thousand above that, or sixty five hundred. So 6,000 or 6,500, that is realistic. It's doable for most people. And what's really cool too is that we have our clients post their step counts in our group. So we help them stay accountable. And you can actually add friends on some devices to challenge them, to encourage them, and to also motivate them as well. And steps, is, it's super fun. You can do it. You can take walks with your family. You can find out ways. For example, one of our um, clients, her name is Leanne, um, this really changed her mindset because she was used to like only doing cardio and we we took her away from doing like a lot of cardio to doing a step goal and then she just started getting really creative on how to be more active for example she was in a doctor's office and instead of sitting down as she usually would she knew she had like a certain amount of steps to get in for the day so what she did was she actually stood up and started pacing around the the doc the doctor's office so Habits like that will help you burn more calories and burn more body fat without having to go to a gym. And you can always make it harder too. You can wear a backpack. You can, um, if you're on a treadmill in your home, you can increase the incline, things like that. So it can always be a little easier to make it more challenging outside of just increasing the step count. And so that is our specific strategy to helping our clients lose body fat without doing boring cardio. Now, we, we also recommend if it would help them hit their step goal to do some form of cardio in smaller amounts. So typically we have our clients do you know, two to three sessions of 20 to 25 minutes of low intensity cardio. And typically we just have them split, split this up before and after the workouts. Um, and again, this is just to have them hit their step goal. It's a way to encourage them to hit their step goal especially on the days they're not working out, they're not, not, they're not moving as much. It allows them to feel accomplished and to burn more calories because they're doing something productive <clears throat> that day and still burning a, quite a few number of calories. So 
that is it. That is all for today's episode. Today we covered one of our secret strategies that helps our clients lose body fat without doing purposeful cardio. In fact, as you heard, the name of this episode was the most underrated form of cardio for fat loss that you're likely overlooking. Hey, comment below. What is one thing that you took away from this episode? I would love to know. And always, if you found value in this episode, please rate and review us. If you're watching on your on your phone, on Apple iTunes or Spotify, screenshot this episode. Tag us in your Facebook stories. Let us know you're tuning in, and we'd love to hear your feedback and any suggestions for future topics. So thank you for tuning in. God bless you, and I'll see you again on Friday for a brand new episode of the Tandem Talk Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tandem Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.